0: I'm blinded by the lights. Uh, I just, you know, I, I love the weekend so much.
1: You're going to get us copyright strikes.
0: Uh, oh, maybe I should change the lyrics. Ooh, I'm deafened by the house. Welcome to the Black Wolves podcast, everyone. I'm Jeremy Van Suarez. I'm Jacob
2: Wade.
1: And I am Logan Riley Bruner.
0: And if you couldn't tell by the intro, uh, I really like the weekend. And if you were maybe living under an American rock this week, uh, this past weekend, uh, you might have missed the Super Bowl. Um, I know which, I did. Uh, I I'm, much. I'm not really a sports fan, but I think I've I've just I've just like come to the point where I'm just like, yep, Super Bowl's on. I mean, what else am I gonna do on this February Sunday night? Um, and overall, the game was it was kind of boring. Yeah, it wasn't that great. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Buccaneers took the lead yeah. early on and <laughs> they stuck with it.
1: Hey, held on to it.
0: Um, the Super Bowl was followed by debates on who's the greatest athlete of all time. Uh, it is Serena Williams. That is correct. Um, and and the weekend was our halftime performer. Woo-hoo! Um, what did, 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 did we all see the weekend perform? At least that part?
2: I saw I didn't see the whole performance. I've only seen clips on Instagram and Twitter.
1: Have you been seeing the memes?
2: I've seen some memes. I feel like they're unavoidable. The yeah. the mirror room. I've seen <laughs> yeah. a lot of memes for that. Section. That's
1: really the meme. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I thought the weekend did great. He sounded great. I've I've seen the weekend three times, three or four times in concert. Um and he always sounds like, he always sounds like he does on the record, but it's never like, he's, he's like, clearly not like lip syncing. Like this man has talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, I thought it was, a, uh, I felt like maybe The Weekend was a little out of his element. Um, he's not really the type of performer to put on like a song and dance uh, type of vibe. Although I guess that's more of the vibe he was going for, for this album, this era. Um, But I mean, the chorus was just absolutely angelic, the set design, especially that mirrored room that's become the latest meme was beautiful, and when he went on to, when he finally went onto the field, because his stage was all the way up in the stands for some reason, um, when he finally went onto the field and the field was full of, like, weekend lookalikes with their plastic surgery masks on, it, like, gave me chills just to
2: see that happen
1: their plastic surgery masks on, which were totally perfect in covering the fact that they all had to wear actual masks.
2: Yep. I thought it was really creative. I think while he may not be like a song and dance man, he's definitely a high production value performer. Oh yeah. He may have been out of of his element. He may have just been nervous, just like all that energy. Like this must be a lot of pressure to perform at the Super Bowl. first of all. Second of all, this year out of all years, everything's so different you know like it's like a new standards being set
0: yeah i was just watching a a gaming podcast before this uh because yeah this this isn't a topic that we wrote down but uh e3 uh the gaming expo is coming back this year as an online only event but they're still charging like five figures or more for companies to be a part of their of their whole expo and the debate, I mean, fi- figures aside, the debate is like, do gaming companies even need an E3 anymore now that Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony have all kind of been like, hey, it's a random Thursday morning and we're going to announce three games. Like, do we really, like, it's 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 like you said, Jacob, like we're in 2021, you know, transitioning into post-pandemic. Um, standards are just going to be so different moving forward.
1: Yeah, just to go back to The weekend for a second, the performance that I would most relate it to was probably Bruno Mars from a couple of years ago, Um, just in terms of like element and kind of like feeling of it. But I feel where Bruno Mars had a lot of success was the fact that he had the energy from a crowd. I think the fact that The weekend had to walk out into an enormous amount of pressure without having really any audience energy yeah there were people at the super bowl but compared to like how many people are normally there you're performing for two thousand people in a stadium it's like it sucks all the life out of it and so you're basically just performing for a camera that takes a lot of that like audience performer interaction out you lose a lot of that like he came out strong but i felt within those first two minutes that he was like and i'm not getting anything from anyone so i'm just kind of here on my own and i was like oh dude you're suffering from the fact that you don't have a crowd which is not his fault at all i think he did great but yeah he would have benefited from being able to have an actual crowd around him and i think he did benefit when he stepped out on the field and had all those dancers around him to be like oh my gosh okay energy i can siphon this okay Mm
0: You know it's funny you you said you said Bruno Mars and I completely forgot that Bruno Mars was the headliner of that year because that was also the year that Beyonce came out and <laughs> and just kind of kind of blew everyone away uh that yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, that's 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 the Black Wolves ha- halftime report. Uh do we have uh we we kind of just dove right into our topics without getting a few housekeeping things out of the way do we have sure. anything to announce to promo oh well i guess i do um i was on uh master daters stream yesterday night that is um,
1: daters with a d
0: yes master daters uh because the folks over at master daters uh collective member soren korea uh and uh fellow streamer josh um they play dating sims and they they try to get those kisses um lucky for me uh i last night uh stream was a total success in terms of kisses as opposed to the game before that uh in which the two endings they got were hook up with weird teacher or die yeah um last night was a uh total opposite side of the coin in which i helped them uh, get into a, a nice orc foursome
1: yeah it was so good.
0: complete I success got-
1: I got to tune in right at the end, uh, right as the game, for whatever reason, got super dark for a minute. That's spooky. Um, I but think it was there was
0: time fun. travel involved. Like, we yeah. did not even know.
1: It was fun to watch you guys uh, play that. And I'm excited for whatever they're playing next week. Uh, they stream on Mondays and Wednesdays at 7.30. Uh, you might see some more collective members being guests over the course of the next couple of weeks.
0: And they're absolutely hilarious, too.
1: Yeah, they're great um the two of them are really really funny together and to uh watch them play dating sims is is enjoyable to say the least
0: yep um moving on from that uh this week it's just a lot of movie news
1: wait wait movie news news, before we get to movie news um as many people have noticed uh the podcast has now moved to tuesday i'm finishing up Housekeeping. the podcast welcome to tuesdays everyone um (laughs) And uh, yesterday, we dropped a brand new interview with uh, collective member Jackson Stenberg. Uh, We have all known Jackson since high school. Uh, Mm -hmm. He was actually a part of the first guest star that I ever did in my uh, professional career on a little show called Mozart and the Jungle. The two of us uh, got to act together. Uh, He went to college with us. Um, he's a really incredible young artist, uh, really well-spoken. He's, he's really fighting for some good causes. Uh, to speak on something that he spoke on in his interview, uh, go check out Students Against Child Marriage. Uh, it is an organization that he very much wanted us to support and I'm totally behind him wanting to do that. So uh, we wanna promote it right here just as a second option to uh, send you that way. Um, in addition, we're still working on some secret, secret projects. Hopefully some news about those will be coming out very soon maybe when this podcast premieres some info will have come out you just got to keep your ears open and uh keep on the black wolves instagram and the black wolves facebook and the black wolves youtube we're everywhere we're just all over we're doing all the things um so we're very excited about all that uh, and i think that's it for housekeeping
0: a lot of movie news this week <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes there is um, Instead of hitting one topic this week, we're gonna hit like nine.
0: Yeah, well, well for, first thing on the list, uh the the sun is setting on a, on a on a beautiful animation studio. Um Disney acquired Fox, uh 21st Century Fox last year, and we are now seeing the repercussions of that. The animation studio blue sky has been closed they are responsible for the ice age franchise most recently spies in the Skies, the rio series and robots i feel i feel a weird sort of way about this decision um not that it it just feels ever closer to like a a disney franchise like a disney production monopoly um even though blue sky is owned by disney it would have been disney no matter what but just to have another contender out there in the field is always nice and to know that this studio is closing makes me kind of
1: sad. Yeah robots was definitely one of my faves when I was a kid. Um I remember owning the video game which is a weird thing to to think about.
0: Uh, What system was it on?
1: Uh I think that was back in PlayStation 2. Um, really really fun film something i really enjoyed i didn't get to see spies in disguise it didn't seem like the kind of thing that i would love
0: i didn't see it um
1: but you know it jeremy's right it's sad to see studios closing um especially we don't know what disney's budget is like but especially when it doesn't really feel like they had to it more feels like just a decision to kind of streamline their animation department so it's just Disney animation and I'm not I'm not really interested in that. I want I want more people creating more art, not less people creating less art. Right. That doesn't seem like the right direction. Uh, and it's what I'm always worried about when Disney is said like, "Oh, they bought this new company." They did a great job with Lucasfilms because they completely expanded their productions, but it's when stuff like this happens, when small studios that create really kind of interesting new IPs get shut out uh, in favor of sending money toward the big dogs. Um, I think we need more access for smaller production companies, not less.
0: Yeah, and there's there's no word uh, on you know on Disney kind of reintegrating them into animation or whatnot. Uh, according to deadline, uh, Disney will just be working with the uh, 450 Blue Sky employees uh, to explore open positions at the other internal studios. Um, so sending good vibes out to them hoping those Blue Sky employees can find something better or anything at all especially in this environment continuing on uh, like I said all we got this week is movie news Uh, this week uh, Zach
1: TV show news
0: oh yeah Um, yeah it's just like hbo uh, hbo's production value at this point is just like movie quality tv shows so i kind of anyways um we'll we'll get to that eventually because i definitely want to talk to about that um justice league did anyone see the the first one
1: uh i've i've seen clips uh i heard about the schneider cut um but did not watch it when it premiered
0: schneider cut isn't out yet
1: It's not, oh, oh
0: Oh dear. In fact, the promo for it is still going on as this past week, uh, Zack Snyder released a new look for the Joker, specifically Jared Leto's Joker. Um, He no longer has the multitude of face tats. He's very, he's weathered now. He looks like he's been around the block a few times. Um, And it kind of feels, the the, the image itself um, was kind of this like, blurred out picture of the jo- of, of the Joker holding a Joker playing card close to the camera that was more in focus. Um, but then a couple of days later, a clearer picture of the Joker's face is going on. Logan looks very disappointed in this news. And it's, you know, it's just kind of like the smile, the eyeshadow, uh, like his hairline looks a little bit higher and just the hair coming down. It looks more in lines with uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. I feel like so far, justice league has been getting the most movie promo out of any movie this year um i didn't see the theatrical cut of justice league um but you know what i think i might just see the snyder cut
1: i'll check it out i don't want to watch a four-hour movie
0: so then watch it watch half of it watch half of it
2: twice
1: yeah i said four hours
2: watch half of it twice that's longer than any Lord of the Rings movie that's for Justice League.
0: It's an extended cut. Um, Yeah, I think, I don't no. know if the, pl- I don't know if the release plan is to release like four one-hour chunks or just to release it as one four-hour movie.
1: I think it's going to be a two-parter. I would gonna hope
2: quite. it would be a two-parter.
1: First half, second half. Yeah. I mean,
0: does it really make does it really make a difference if it's if it's in parts? It's still going to be a 4-hour experience. I anyway,
2: at least with a two-parter, you can do like a weekend thing where you do one movie one night, one movie the other night. If you're sitting down to a 4-hour Justice League movie,
0: you're a real DC fan.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're a real DC fan. Or a Zack Snyder fan, right? Cuz I don't think I could sit through any 4-hour movie. No, alone I still
0: haven't watched The Irishman.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't see the short version. Why would I see the long one?
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. There's something about like knowing that because originally Zack Snyder was supposed to be the director of Justice League, but due to personal issues, he had to drop out and Joss he Whedon directed, took over.
1: He directed like three quarters of it.
0: He directed most of it. And then Joss Whedon came in and stepped in who um, so,
1: uh, after we finish talking about this version of the Justice League we should probably talk a little bit about uh just oh Joss Whedon jo- uh, oh
0: news relating to Joss Whedon
1: yes yeah yes.
0: well of, of course we're gonna get to that i mm-hmm. I trust me I have no intention of skipping over that
1: okay I just <laughs> want to make sure
0: um but I to be honest I I fell asleep during Batman vs. Superman um and I didn't watch Justice League I didn't even watch Aquaman oh but I don't know something about a Black and white superhero movie is just like appealing to me, and I think I think I'm I think I'm maybe I'll give Batman versus Superman one more chance. Uh, maybe the extended edition will make it any better, or I'll fall asleep quicker. I don't know. Either way, HBO Max is killing it, and I can't wait to watch Judas and the Black Messiah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Just in terms of Jared Leto as the Joker, I'm I'm not optimistic. I wish I was, I really do. Uh, but I'm just, there's There's nothing in me that, I've, I have been burned by Zack Schneider far too many times to go into this movie with anything less than, I don't know if it's gonna be any good. Um, we'll see. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding Justice League, uh, which will lead into the Joss Whedon conversation in a minute, uh, but putting that aside, um, I don't know how I feel about a director saying, this studio ruined my movie, so I'm gonna make a four-hour version of it the way that I originally wanted to make it. If it's good, then great. But I'm not I'm not sitting here with bated breath being like, I really hope the Justice League turns out good. Yeah.
0: Those those sentiments are shared by me. Yeah. Um yeah, so I mean, Logan's Logan's hype to talk about this this Joss Whedon related news. Although it doesn't have anything specifically to do with Joss Whedon, it has to do with someone associated uh, with him.
1: Not hype, I'm actually really sad. A lot of people who know me know that I was a huge Joss Whedon fan. Uh, I loved what he did with Avengers. I thought Buffy was a really fun show. I was really into his version of Much Ado About Nothing. Uh, I think he did some really great work. Um, Late last year, Uh, Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg in the Justice League films, uh, came out to discuss the fact that uh, Joss Whedon was uh, abusive, uh, not a particularly good director, um, really did not make a safe work environment for him to be in. Uh, He has been very outspoken about uh, DC in particular and their treatment of him while he's been on their films, uh, and I fully support him in all of that uh following that has been a slew of accusations against Joss Whedon uh particularly from the cast of Buffy from back in the day uh people saying that he fat shamed actresses that were like 140 pounds telling them they needed to lose weight one actress in particular coming out and saying that when she got pregnant uh Joss Whedon upped her hours and made her arrive to set earlier than he had been making her arrive to set before to punish her for getting pregnant, uh, saying that um, he made a very unsafe work environment. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar has come out and said that she loves Buffy but no longer wishes her name to be associated with Joss Whedon. Um, it's, It's been a bad month and it sucks because to have someone who I looked up to as a kid uh, turn out to be really shitty is awful. Um, and it just goes to show that there are a lot of people in this industry who have kind of slipped through the cracks, uh, and ended up in positions of power that probably shouldn't. Should we have caught onto this, uh, after his Wonder Woman script was released, uh, like two or three years ago? Probably. Um, but we didn't. And now we're having to face the repercussions of that and the fact that he was allowed to helm some really high profile projects that he shouldn't have been allowed to helm. Um, so it really does, it makes me really sad to find out that a lot of the things that I supported when I was young uh, were headed by somebody that really didn't deserve to head them. Um, and my, my thoughts and my uh, good energy goes out to all the, the actresses and actors that have been impacted by his abusive uh, environments. Um, I hope that there are future situations where y'all are able to find good directors and good producers and people who uh, bring your love of the arts back, because I've been in that position, and it absolutely sucks.
0: It's tough. Um, that's, you know, it's it's the reckoning, um, deserved reckoning, honestly. Um, I think people like that should be held accountable for their actions. Um, But you know, this is kind of, this is the reckoning that we've kind of been dealing with uh, over the last decade. And And it's kind of thanks to stuff like Twitter and social media and just the general bravery of people to come out and speak against these high profile people that we are able to hold these people rightly accountable for their actions. And you know the 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 reckoning continues, and people must be held accountable. The news uh, this week that actress Gina Carano, uh, known for playing former Rebel Alliance soldier Cara Dune on *The Mandalorian*, the Disney the hit Disney Plus show, um, she's been let go because she's uh, she's tweeted some problematic stuff over the last couple years, um, including
2: anti-mask. Uh propaganda anti-mask propaganda
0: some alt-right propaganda comparing the current plight of conservatives to jewish people during the holocaust like just very untasteful things that people were calling out months ago um and i guess the 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 comparison of conservatives to to jewish people is just what what the the last straw
2: yeah uh it's, yeah the straw that broke the camel's back i mean i watching the mandalorian am rooting for gina but i had no idea who she was off screen as a person and that's the thing you know you admire people on screen and you have no idea what they're actually like you know mm-hmm. yeah and um it's, we got out, we, you know, another, another, uh, we got rid of a bad egg. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's
0: another that's another thing that uh, us as fans have been having to deal with is, you know, having to learn again and again that just because they're nice in the show doesn't mean they're nice in real life.
1: Yeah. I think there's also, there's been a lot of conversation specifically about uh, Gina Carino and uh, the conversation around cancel culture and like, well, where do we draw the line? um and i think there's just there has to be a place in our industry where we are willing to say this is not like spouting crap and conspiracy theories and undermining your government and like attempting to promote bigotry are not okay Mm -hmm. while i understand certain people's perspectives of being like well if we're going to cancel someone for making a statement like this where's the line it's like we, we have, like, if we, we continue ha- to let stuff like this grow in our industry, it's going to destroy us from the inside, mm-hmm. uh, and we can't allow that to happen. Um, I, mm-hmm. I fully support people's freedom of speech, but by the same token, uh, that's freedom of speech to protect you from the government. That's not freedom of speech to protect you from being an asshole, uh, and if the people that work with you don't want to work with you anymore, then that's on you. That's not on anybody else. I think we're really seeing nowadays uh, no one is irreplaceable. There is no one that Mm -hmm. cannot be fired and replaced, Um, which I think is kind of a good thing. I think Mm -hmm. there was a long time that certain actors and certain directors had so much power that they were like- Thought they were untouchable. Yeah, I can do whatever I want and I can act however I want and talk to whoever I want, however I want, and I'm not going to get fired, so who cares? Um, And uh, I'm glad that we're moving away from that.
0: Yeah. Uh, the taming of the ego, one may call it. Um, so that's, uh, you know, with this, as, as a result of this news, I think we can all safely assume that, uh, what is it? Rebels of the new Alliance, uh, whatever the, uh, Alliance based show, um, is on Rocky territory now. Cause I believe Gina Carano's character was supposed to be the protagonist.
1: Listen, all I'm saying is her and Lucy Lawless look exactly the same. So just put Lucy Lawless in there. You don't even have to make an explanation say she got hurt in an x-wing accident and her face needed to be reconstructed we'll all go with it
0: that's uh, yeah I'll go with it.
1: I'll and, it and Lucy Lawless is a better actress so the
0: shrug the takes never the takes never stop on this show um, they're hot <laughs> <laughs> um, well you know hopefully uh, Lucy Lawless uh, can uh, really make this a, a great cast. You know, and that's a thing that I'm a sucker for. A great cast. <laughs> can, you, can, the segue. can you feel the segue, guys? I yeah. feel it. Um guys, The Last of Us is getting an HBO show. Yes. Um Walking Dead out. Sorry, Logan's T-shirt. Walking Dead out. Oh, no, Last of Us is in. in. Honor of it.
1: Um, very excited. About
0: um, it. and just yesterday we got confirmation for our two protagonists, our Joel and our Ellie. Um, the first one to be confirmed was Ellie, who will now who will be played by Bella Ramsey. Um, you will most you will probably recognize her as the young Lord Leanna Mormont from Game of Thrones. Um. She was in the later half of the series when everything was coming together in the north, and there were all these big, burly men making decisions, and in comes this this young this young, powerful girl who's just like, "I'm the boss man," and just she was immediately a fan favorite with yep. her commanding <laughs> energy. um and now she's she's gonna be our our Ellie um and i'm it's i i didn't I didn't think of her. For Ellie. I feel like maybe I was thinking of people who are who are much older. Uh, maybe. But at the end of the day, Ellie is a is a teenager, as well as Bella Ramsey. Um, I think I I I trust her. She's gonna be able to do a great job in that role.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, very commanding presence. And uh the great thing about HBO's The Last of Us is that it's also reuniting some Game of Thrones alum. Um, the uh Pedro Pascal is going to be our Joel, and that makes me super excited. Pedro Pascal has just been on a roll from Game of Thrones to Narcos to Kingsman to uh, Wonder Mandalorian.
1: Woman. Wonder to, Woman.
0: To Wonder Woman, who honestly was the best part of that movie, no cap. So um, good. And now he's going to be our protagonist, antagonist, anti-hero. <laughs> I I love them and the fact that these two were in Game of Thrones together but never met each other because they were in totally different arcs um it's just a wonderful thing I am excited more than ever for this video game television adaptation something that we don't normally get uh as gamers or as television
1: fans yeah um Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, who are the original voice actors for Joel and Ellie, have both come out fully in support of the casting. Uh, they're both very excited about this new uh, TV show. Um, Troy Baker in particular talked about the fact that he knows a lot of the producers that are a part of this process. He says they're all really determined to bring this show to life in a really uh, respectful way to the original source. We shall see if it is a direct adaptation or has a couple little changes, maybe change the story a little bit. Uh, but either way, I'm super. I'm super excited for this particular TV show. Uh, I think HBO is going to do a great job, so uh, we shall see.
0: I, yeah, you're going to. Well, that's
1: something? the thing
2: is that I, I trust HBO, and I already trust like the source content of The Last of Us, right? So, I think that this one's going to be good. However, when it comes to making films out of video games. I find that I'm not always pleased at the end, and I hope and I, well, this isn't a film; it's a it's a series. So, like, mm-hmm. I I believe that this will be really well done. Um, however, there's one coming on the horizon that I'm not quite sure about.
0: Of a, a video game movie? Yeah. Is it Sonic the Hedgehog two? No. But before we move on to that to that topic, I just my one worry for The Last of Us HBO show is that they don't overplay it. I think this should be a mini series.
2: Oh yeah, please don't drag it out to be like five there's, seasons if it doesn't There's
0: there's no reason for you to make five seasons out of the first game or even five seasons out of the the two games.
2: Please don't just make the next Walking Dead.
0: Yeah. Please it's not H- what we want. Please HBO just write a great story and then leave it at that. That's my hope, you know. Add new stuff, that's fine if you want to add new stuff, but like yeah, don't turn this into Fear the Last of Us or The Last of Us Beyond or what or like Last of Us in space. Like I don't want any of that.
1: Listen, I honestly I would not mind a spin-off series. My problem will be if they take these particular characters and drag them out over the course of like eight seasons. If they decide to do like The Last of Us with Joel and Ellie and then we're going to take a couple of the characters that we introduced in that TV show and give them their own thing. Great! I'm down for that. I'm interested to see what they come up with. But if it ends up being like, oh yeah, you remember how the first game was like Twelve hours long. Well, we're actually going to take all of that, and like, it was way longer than twelve hours. But yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to take all of that and stretch it to like five seasons, so that we can like really expand the drama. It's like I'm not, I'm not interested.
2: No. Yeah, Jacob. Now, is this going to um, television, or is this going to HBO Max streaming? I believe I, it's TV. I
0: believe it's TV as well.
2: Interesting. Um,
0: as of right uh, now, we have a uh, no confirmed date uh even time frame for this uh, network
2: television for
0: this production all we know that it's in development and uh yeah jacob speaking of other video game adaptations in development do you wanna do you wanna take this one away
2: sure i'm no expert on this video game by any means but i'm worried for this upcoming film for the borderlands it's gonna be uh apparently it's great cast starring uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, and Jack Black. Just announced today. Yeah. yeah. Um. And Eli Roth? Who's Eli Roth? How
1: director. I He's directing it.
2: He's directing it?
0: Yeah. Eli okay. Roth is the director of...
1: He's done a lot.
0: Yeah. Hostel, The Green Inferno, Cabin Fever, Knock Knock, a lot of horror stuff.
2: Haven't seen any of them.
0: Inglorious oh. oh well he had something to do with Inglorious Bastards.
1: He's an actor in it. Okay. It's back okay. when he was acting.
2: Great movie.
1: Um yeah, go ahead, Jacob. I, I have my thoughts on this. <sighs> it's just
2: Are we out of ideas for original films? I just don't like this recycling of old content, but it's not even that old, and it belongs in the video game like World, I don't know. It's just I'm I'm tired of trying to do this and having everything be multimedia.
0: I think the problem that Borderlands faces way more than The Last of Us does is that most of Borderlands gameplay is shooting and walking around, and Last of Us has a significant has a much much more of a focus on story. Well, yeah, it's a linear, and how game. that times into how that ties into gameplay. That's that's usually the problem with video game adaptations. You know, you take a game like Resident Evil, which is about the player being in the protagonist's shoes of you of like you know you watch a horror movie and you're like don't go towards that door, but you're playing the video game and the only way to progress is going towards that door. So it gives you that sense of anxiety that you as the player have that agency to move forward. That's constantly the problem that we see with video games adaptation is it's impossible to translate that agency.
1: Yeah, um, video games as a medium give control to the viewer. And so to take that control away in most circumstances does not help. In the case Mm -hmm. of The Last of Us, uh, the game has an incredible story which a TV audience could connect with that doesn't necessarily want to sit down and play a video game. I totally understand that. The purpose of Borderlands as a game is to find the coolest weapons and kill the big boss. Like, it's not, there's not like, you don't play Borderlands because like, I'm so invested in the Borderlands story. The story of Borderlands is you are looking for treasure. That's it. That is the meet, whole plot.
0: And you meet zany characters along the way.
1: So to have that become a movie, it reminds me almost of like Prince of Persia when that became a movie of like, I don't know how you're going to do this, but I'm worried about how you're going to do it. Yeah. Like, it's the whole thing? if the whole thing just becomes like, oh, it's just about these characters and we're basing it off the story of Borderlands, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of set piece to set piece one-liner quirky one-liner fire fire run to the next set piece oh my gosh we can't slow down because if we slow down you'll see that this has no plot yeah um which is fine and i'm down for those kinds of movies i'm down for action movies but did it need to be a borderlands movie couldn't you have just written a like post-apocalypse hunting for treasure movie Borderlands just feels like it's trying to cash in on a franchise, and yeah, I don't know that it's going to succeed particularly well. I'm I'm more than willing to suspend my uh, my judgment until the movie actually comes out. The cast yeah. seems interesting, um, star
2: studded.
0: Um, yeah, I'm I'm semi excited for a Borderlands movie because I feel like for a Borderlands movie, you don't need to write like the most complex plot for a Borderlands movie. Like I think Borderlands would be a great summer blockbuster. You know, great cast, witty dialogue, cool action sequences and crazy guns. That's all I that's all I want for my Borderlands movie and if you can deliver on that with a plot that makes a shred of sense, great. Then you did it. I'm not expecting Borderlands to be, you know, critically acclaimed. I don't think anyone is really
1: My concern with Borderlands is my concern with a lot of video game movies. Jack Black makes me feel a little better. Um, But my concern with a lot of video game movies is actors that don't like video games signing on to them and then not respecting the source material and more being like, oh, well, we don't have to take this seriously because it's just a video game. Is like, I don't want to watch a movie where I can see you making fun of the thing that you're doing. Yeah. Which I've kind of noticed with video game movies over the years. is like, oh, you guys are just making fun of it. You're, Angry you're, Birds. You're, yeah, Angry Birds, the Monster Hunter movie, like movies that come out that are very obviously like, oh, you didn't actually care about the source. You just signed on because it had a cult following and oh, this will be fun. I I want you to actually like, like Henry Cavill with The Witcher, like Neil Druckmann with Last of Us. I want you to care. I want you to show me that you have like... If, if I see a tweet from Jamie Lee Curtis that's, like, just played through Borderlands, I'll be happy. But <laughs> if, like, I watch the movie and I'm like, you guys clearly have no idea what this story is. And you're just kind of, like, saying lines that seem witty, but if you know Borderlands don't actually make any sense, then I'm going to be disappointed. And I don't want that.
2: Whatever happened to the good old days when people made video games out of movies? You know?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Those those, those adaptations were also hit or miss, too.
1: Well, well, a lot of the early ones were good, and then the later ones became like, we don't really have to put the effort into this.
0: Yeah, I think video game adaptations have been slowly getting better since, like, early 2000s. Like, Angry Birds wasn't getting crap reviews. It was getting good reviews for a kid's movie. Logan, you saw Sonic the Hedgehog, and you thought it was pretty enjoyable. I thought Uh, it was cute. Even though, even though, oh, oh, sorry.
1: I told you because, and and I'll say this, the two two ways that I want to see a video game movie go are either completely stick to your source material and respect it, or do something completely different. Because Sonic the Hedgehog took the character and just did something really unique. It was like, Sonic, he's in the real world. He's got to deal with Eggman great okay i've never seen this before i can i can commit to this new story detective pikachu was nothing like the detective pikachu video games it was its own movie
0: was i had a i had a great time and that movie
1: was fun i don't want to see a borderlands movie that is like oh i can i can plot out how what what you took from the video game
0: i don't want I, i I don't. I don't want a dark and gritty Borderlands because I feel like that's kind of what they did with Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is kind of like has a lot of tongue in cheek, a little absurdist aspects, um, and the Monster Hunter movie just kind of made it like straight dark action.
1: But the problem that I heard is that they advertised it as straight dark action, but it was actually like a quirky one-liner action comedy.
2: Yeah, I feel like Borderlands is going to be like Radiator Springs crossed over with like uh, what's the word I'm looking for didn't freeze just thinking that's just, what I thought okay <laughs> um wait what's what's radiator Springs it's the setting of the movie cars oh my gosh <laughs> I'm like why does that sound so familiar? oh here's what I was gonna say it's gonna be like radiator Springs Jumanji
0: listen oh, oh it, I I Especially with, like I said, especially with a game like Borderlands, if you can make this movie enjoyable and I can come out of it with a smile on my face, then you did your job and I won't regret theoretically paying the $8 or $12 because I saw this in a movie because COVID's over by this point.
1: Absolutely. If you can make it original and fun, I'm down. If you try and make it a copy off the video games, I don't think a movie can do that properly. That's why I think The Last of Us has a really good chance. TV show, you have more time, you have more distance. You can turn an a hundred hour game into a 10 hour TV show. It is very difficult to turn a hundred hour game into a two hour movie, especially with something like borderlands, which is majority like you're running around and figuring out where things are and not like set piece to set piece.
0: see, and then, it, and then it's interesting because then you have Tom Holland starring in the uncharted movies, um, no release date on those either but that's you know that's that's another naughty dog adaptation in which a uh, which is a very like cinematic story based cinematic narrative driven game uh being adapted to a two-hour movie which i think might be more right. doable than something like borderlands
1: yeah my my thought on that is that the uncharted movie is not based on any of the games The Uncharted movie is the story of Nathan Drake before he's Nathan Drake. Yeah. You can create an original story and they might, yeah,
0: they might take elements from Uncharted 4 because they do have like Nathan and his youth. There's always a bit of Nathan and his youth in each of the games. So they might take a little bit from the games, but I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah. I don't, I, I would be worried if they were like, we're going to try and do Uncharted one as a movie. I'd be like, you're going to miss 90% of that game. Mm Mm-hmm. The cutscenes alone are longer than two hours.
0: Mm, that's true. Um, well,
1: fingers gosh,
0: fingers, 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 you off. know, that's, that's all we want. We just want good content. We just want good, genuine content by, you know, authentic and, you know, distinguished people who are nice to other people. That's all we want.
1: You just want decent human beings. Like, you don't even have to be nice. You just have to be, like, a decent person. That's, the bar is so low. The bar is is on the ground. (laughs) Stop going under it.
0: Well, enough, enough, enough theorizing on on what movies and what TV shows are going to be good. Let's talk about right now. What movies and TV shows
2: are we enjoying, my fellow Black Wolves? Jacob, let's start with you. Oh I'm enjoying season two of servant still still every spooky. week I'll say it until the season's up but it's can you, been, can, you
0: uh, can you give me a mini review of how the season is because I'm kind of interested in servant but I'm also you know like uh, I, I we live in an age where it's like uh, do I want to start another TV show like
2: All right I'll give you a little quick synopsis of season one um, Spoilers no spoilers no spoilers. The Turners. Sean. And Dorothy, they live in Philadelphia. Um, it's always sunny and, there, I right hear. Yeah, they hire a they hire a live in nanny. You might call her a servant. No. Um. And uh, <laughs> this nanny brings darkness into the house. Maybe the maybe she doesn't, but like there's darkness in the house. M. Night Shyamalan, uh, is directing. Uh, A lot of episodes, not every episode, but a lot. Um, And yeah, he's an executive producer. The tone is so creepy. And um, these characters are exaggerated sometimes. Um, There's a lot of thriller sense. It's like a psychological thriller. Logan, you've seen a couple episodes at this point.
1: Yeah, I was going to say when I talked about the stuff that I'm watching, I started season one. I think it's worth watching. Each episode's a half hour. There's eight episodes
0: only half hour now see that's right up my alley i need more adult centric big budget shows that are half an hour because i feel like for me half an hour is the sweet spot for a television show
2: oh yeah and these episodes at the end they leave you going next episode next episode
0: (laughs) all right all right so i I might watch it now i might i might it's i I, it's bumped up on my on my on my to watch list
2: now Yeah. yeah yeah It's, uh, it's a creepy one. Check it out on Apple TV+. Um, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much all I've been watching, aside from WandaVision.
1: WandaVision. Uh, can't
2: wait for... Uh, Alright. Uh, what about you, uh, Logan? You go next.
1: Sure. Like I said, season one of Servant. It's getting good. I'm three episodes in. Uh, still watching Fantasy High. It's my, like, veg out on the couch, watch something really silly show. Uh... Uh, the gang at college humor always finds a way to make me laugh i've been playing spider-man miles morales i'm gonna try and finish the last of us part two
0: please Uh, i i've been begging to i've been i've been wanting to talk to you about it for so long
1: (laughs) i know i know um i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i've like caught really recently um wandavision which is uh a classic really great (laughs) show modern classic Modern classic, um, but other than that, uh, I've been I've been consuming the second impeachment trial of President Donald J. Trump. That's that been going? taking up a lot of my time, so uh, um, I need some escapism in my life. <laughs>
0: Damn! Snap back to reality.
1: <laughs> oh, there goes gravity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Jeremy. Jeremy. Gosh, I haven't I haven't been consuming anything new, uh, particularly. Um, I'm still playing through, uh, Persona 5 Royal.
1: Great
0: game. I, uh, I rewatched Tenet yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I,
2: that? I, do you mention it in every episode? I, I think, think yes.
0: I do. I, I'm so like, I, I realized the other day, it's like, remember how in college, like my defining personality trait was Frank Ocean. Now yeah. I feel like it's Tenet and I feel like I, I want to stop, but it's just in, it's like in my
2: head. <laughs> it's all right. You'll get over it. I know.
1: Stellar again.
2: Maybe. Um I felt like
0: I feel like I watched Oh, um I start I uh I started playing Destruction All-Stars uh which is the uh free PlayStation 5 PlayStation Plus game for the month. Um it's essentially a game where there's like 16 cars in an arena and you got to crash into each other um there's a wonderfully diverse cast um ranging ranging from 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 people of color with you know with amputated legs that are like olympic runners to 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 gay canadians to it's it's just a wonderfully diverse cast and there's a great reason behind it they actually outsourced each of their characters to like 16 different art companies all around the world um, to create this really wonderfully diverse character list. Um, I, I I I implore you, even if you don't have a PS5, just like watch the trailers for this game, and you'll just see how like fun and colorful all these characters are. It's 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 like my feel good game right now, where I just get to like lay down on the on the bed and just crash into other racers. You know, it's it's, it's just it's dumb fun, and I love it.
2: We cool. love,
0: that love it yeah uh, that's that's really the, the newest thing I've been I've been doing and yeah, yeah. Uh, be on the lookout for big announcements coming from black wolves we are I so excited. they're coming We're so excited to announce what we've been working on for the last few months um I don't know does anyone want to leave us with some words of wisdom positivity?
1: I'll I'll leave with uh, some uh, some real and then some uh, some hopefulness, um, some real. Uh, please watch the impeachment trial. I know it sucks. I know that it is awful to have to listen to, um, but the facts facts matter. That facts matter and uh, they need to be heard. And Second, it's important uh,
0: to know where your representatives stand.
1: Yes, second, uh, to just promote it one more time before we sign out, uh, Students Against Child Marriage, very important organization. We very much support them. Uh, go check them out. Um, it's a new year. We're, we're doing new fun things. We're all very excited to be sharing some new projects with you. We've got some amazing collective members working on some really, really cool stuff uh, that we are just thrilled to be able to share. Um, so, thank you guys so much for supporting us so much uh, over the last year. It's officially almost been one year since Black Wolves like finished our Indiegogo and like moved into our relaunch phase. So, we're very excited about that. Wow. Uh, thank you guys for all the support over the past year. It's been an absolute roller coaster of a ride. Um, and we can't wait until we're actually able to be back in person creating new content, maybe creating the podcast in an actual space. That would be awesome. And, um... I can touch you. Hug hug somebody. Tell somebody you love them. Um, spread positivity and joy. Uh, don't be a bigot.
2: Thanks for watching Blackwell's Podcast. I'm Jeremy Van Suarez. I'm Jacob Wade. And I am Logan Riley Bruner.
0: Go tell someone you love them. Thanks for watching.